Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The book of Proverbs contains gem after gem of detailed precepts concerning how to live a proper human life. Many Proverbs touch similar topics. Consider these few gems that touch the benefit of learning to restrain one's speech. First, in chapter 10, verse 19, When there are many words, transgression does not cease, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. And this one from chapter 13, verse 3, He who guards his mouth keeps his soul, but he who opens wide his lips will have destruction. And chapter 14, verse 23. In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. These nuggets gleaned from Proverbs all concern the same subject, in this case related to our loose talk. Being able to consider the Proverbs topically arranged in this way gives a strong and lasting impression. And in the 1950s, Witness Lee devoted himself to producing this kind of valuable tool for studying and understanding Proverbs. Near the end of his life and ministry in the mid-1990s, he incorporated this topical arrangement of the Proverbs into his life study of the book. And we are devoting three special programs to present this marvelous aid for our own study and appreciation of the book of Proverbs. And here to help us set up this first of these three special programs, Matt Miller has joined me in the studio. And Matt, we won't have too much to say today, will we? But I'm looking forward to this program very much. Me too, Chris. This is going to be a different kind of program than one we've ever done before, because basically what we're going to do is what happened in the live meeting there with Witness Lee is he had Kerry Robichaud come up and read these precepts that he had categorized in the 1950s. And those precepts were categorized into three categories of 72 precepts. And so what we're going to go through today is the first reading of the three categories. And we're going to spend most of our program today listening to Carrie read these precepts categorized according to Witness Lee's life study done in the 1950s. I'd like to touch two things before we get to that today. One is to go back and uh, review very, very quickly, at least in principle, what we have had set up in the previous three programs in this life study of Proverbs. And that all has to do with the kind of person we are and the way that we touch the Word of God. Of course, in all these uh, messages, Witness Lee was very burdened to convey this thought that uh, these have their most value when we don't simply take them as uh, uh, lessons on how to improve our natural life. The fact is, our natural life, as we heard Ron Kangas in our previous program, is fallen, it's corrupt, God has no hope for it, and his solution for it is to terminate it. That's why we were crucified with him according to Romans 6, uh, on the cross, and we were resurrected with him in resurrection. And now we have not uh, just our old natural life to live by. We have a new life that is really considered, in God's eyes, the new creation, the new man. And that is how we need to touch and handle and appropriate all of these gems of wisdom, isn't it? 
It is, Chris. And if you receive it in this way, then these precepts becomes gems to you to help you in your new Christian life, in the resurrection life that you live as a Christian. And again, Matt, I just want to review and let our listeners know how they're going to hear the Proverbs presented in these uh, these special programs. And that is arranged topically according to these three broad categories. So we're going to hear virtually uh, all of these gems just being read without much commentary. But what's crucial is to realize the arrangement, and I think as we were able to demonstrate in that opening today, being able to combine them by topic really strengthens the impression we get from them, doesn't it? It does, Chris. I'm really looking forward to this. All right. Here's Witness Lee and Carrie Robichaux uh, with today's live study. You and I won't come back, Matt, till the very end today. It's like a book on tape, Chris, for most of this program today. Good. It's about uh, 40 years ago. I had live study on Proverbs in Taipei. But that time I studied more. I classified all the detailed proverbs. I collect so many verses about the same into one group with the headings to read all these gems. When you come to book proverbs, you must be in this way. Then every word of the proverb becomes a gem. The principles are big nuggets. All these are just piece after piece, jam after jam, jam after jam. The Bible becomes life. And the spirit, it becomes living. It becomes living to me every day. But now, what shall we do? I will rise and uh, carry has to come to replace me, to read to you from the first line to last line up to Big B. Okay, you just read. Message three, the detailed precepts for man to live a proper human life. Every precept is a gem in Proverbs, chapters 10 through 30, capital A. A contrast between doing righteousness in wisdom and doing wickedness in folly, chapters 10 through 19. Number one, wisdom versus folly. A, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but the foolish in speech will be cast down. Wise men treasure up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool is imminent destruction. B. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be troubled. C. The tongue of the wise utters knowledge well, but the mouth of fools pours out folly. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. D. Insight is a fountain of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. Number two, righteousness versus wickedness. A. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. B. Blessings are upon the head of the righteous man, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous man is blessed, 
but the name of the wicked will rot. See, the mouth of the righteous man is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. D, the wages of the righteous man lead to life, the income of the wicked man to sin. Three, diligence versus slothfulness. A, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps at harvest time is a son who brings shame. Very meaningful. B, the hand of the diligent will rule, but the slothful will be under forced labor. The slothful man does not roast his game, but the precious substance of men is to the diligent. C. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent will be made fat. D. He also who is slack in his work is brother to him who is a destroyer. E. Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep and the idle soul will suffer hunger. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring it back to his mouth. Ah, the hind in the dish. Ah, the hind in the dish. Who put the food into my mouth? The hind in the dish. Why a slugger? <laughs> Meaningful. Four. Integrity versus crookedness. <clears throat> he who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be known. Five. Love versus hatred. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. Six. Restrained lips versus many words. A. When there are many words, transgression does not cease. But he who restrains his lips is prudent. B. He who guards his mouth keeps his soul. But he who opens wide his lips will have destruction. C. In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. D. He who restrains his words has knowledge. Number seven, humility versus pride. A, when pride comes, then comes dishonor, but wisdom is with the humble. B, in the mouth of a fool is a rod for his pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but the fool is arrogant and is confident. C. Jehovah will tear down the house of the proud, but he will establish the territory of the widow. The fear of Jehovah is the instruction of wisdom, and humility comes before honor. D. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. E. 
Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, but before honor goes humility. Number eight, the worthy woman versus the foolish woman. I hope all of you sisters hear this. Eight, a gracious woman lays hold of honor like a nose ring of gold in a pig's snout. So is a beautiful woman who is without discretion. <laughs> what sister of which kind of woman you would be? B. A worthy woman is the crown of her husband. Hallelujah. She, amen. I sure have my crown. A worthy woman is the crown of her husband. Marvelous. But she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. See, a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. D, whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from Jehovah. E, house and wealth are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from Jehovah. You can never inherit a prudent wife. A prudent wife should be always just a gift from God to you. Nine, mercifulness versus cruelty. The merciful man rewards his own soul, but the cruel troubles his own flesh. Ten, perfection versus perverseness. Those who are perverse in heart are an abomination to Jehovah, but those who are perfect in their way are his delight. Eleven, almsgiving versus stinginess. There is one who scatters and increases yet more, and there is one who withholds what is appropriate, but ends up only in want. The blessing soul will prosper, and he who waters will also be watered himself. As for him who withholds grain, the people will curse him, but the blessing will be upon the head of him who sells it. 12. Love for correction versus hatred for reproof. A. Whoever loves correction loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> B. Poverty and shame will come to him who refuses correction, but he who regards reproof will be honored. C. A fool despises his father's correction, but he who regards reproof gets prudence. The ear that listens to the reproof of life will lodge among the wise. He who ignores instruction despises his own soul, but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. 13. Practicalness versus vainness. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who pursues worthless things lacks sense. 14. Listening to counsel versus being self-righteous. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to counsel. 15. Holding back anger versus being prone to anger. 
A. A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals shame. B. He who is slow to anger is of great understanding, but he who has a hasty spirit exalts folly. C. A wrathful man stirs up contention, but he who is slow to anger quietens strife. D. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. E. He who is cool in spirit is a man of understanding. F. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. A man of great wrath will bear the penalty, for if you deliver him, he will only have to do it again. 16. Truthfulness or faithfulness versus falsehood. A. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Lying lips are an abomination to Jehovah, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. B. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. 17. Pretending to be poor versus pretending to be rich. There is one who pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. There is one who pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. 18. Wealth obtained by diligent labor versus wealth obtained by vanity. Wealth obtained by vanity will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor increases it. 19. Early chastening versus rod sparing. A. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him chastens him early. B. Discipline your son, for there is hope, but do not set your heart on destroying him. <laughs> 20. Being cautious versus being believing easily. The simple man believes every word, but the prudent man considers his steps. 21. Graciousness to the needy versus oppression of the poor. A. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who is gracious to the needy honors him. B. Whoever mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. C. He who has pity upon a poor man lends to Jehovah, and he will repay him for his good deed. 22. Softness versus grievousness. A soft answer turns away anger, but a grievous word stirs up anger. 23. Poverty with love versus wealth with hatred. A. Better is a dinner of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. B. Better is a dry morsel and quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. 
24. A smoothing tongue versus a perverse mouth. A. The tongue of the wise utters knowledge well, but the mouth of fools pours out folly. B. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it is a breaking of the spirit. 25. Hating of bribes versus being greedy for gain. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. 26. Taking the Lord as the only friend versus making many friends. A man of many friends comes to destruction, but there is a true friend that sticks closer than a brother. 27. The paths of life versus the ways of death. A. The paths of life. Parenthetical 1. Fearing the Lord. Parenthetical A. He who walks in his uprightness fears Jehovah, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. Parenthetical B. In the fear of Jehovah is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of Jehovah is a fountain of life that one may turn aside from the snares of death. Parenthetical C. Better is a little with the fear of Jehovah than great treasure and turmoil with it. The fear of Jehovah is the instruction of wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Parenthetical D. By loving kindness and truth, iniquity is expiated, and by the fear of Jehovah, men depart from evil. Hmm. Parenthetical E. The fear of Jehovah leads to life, and he who has it will lodge in contentment. He will not be visited with evil. Parenthetical 2. Trusting in the Lord. Parenthetical A. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from Jehovah. A man's heart devises his way, but Jehovah directs his steps. Parenthetical B. He who gives heed to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in Jehovah. The lot is cast into the lap, but everything it decides is from Jehovah. Parenthetical C. There are many devices in a man's heart, but it is the counsel of Jehovah that will stand. Amen. Parenthetical 3. Taking refuge in the name of the Lord. The name of Jehovah is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Amen. B. The ways of death. There is a way which seems right to a man but the end of it is the ways of death. Hallelujah. Amen. Or so many jams. Finished. Well, Matt, Witness Lee says finished, so that means for today we're finished. But I think that one thing's been illustrated. You mentioned at the beginning of the program today, in a sense what we presented was a kind of book on tape of this uh, detailed 
categorization as a means of studying the book of Proverbs. And if anything, this program probably illustrates more than uh, most the value of having the printed life study as a resource. I got a lot out of just listening to these Proverbs being read in these kind of categories. But the printed life study itself is a tremendous resource and tool, isn't it, for our own study? It is, Chris. If you enjoyed what you heard, which I did, and I think many of our listeners have, they would like to get a copy of this printed life study to get into what they heard today read by Carrie Robichaud. Right. In the printed life study message, we have these categories presented in the outline form with all the verse references. So it's it's set up really well for our own study time and a, a book that deserves our study, but also deserves, again, to be touched in the way of life and in the way of spirit and life. And uh, we'll be back on that line in our next program. And then following that, we'll come back with part two of these precepts. And we'll do this uh, probably two or three times until we cover all of these gems presented in this life study by Witness Lee back in the 1950s and then in this uh, current version that was done in the 90s. I like it, Chris. I do too, Matt. We want to give you our toll-free number and also our mailing address if you'd like to get the printed life study volume. That number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can contact us by email. Just send it to radio at lsm.org and ask for the printed life study for the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. That's all the time we have for today. For Matt Miller, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. These programs are based on messages Witness Lee gave when he did a comprehensive book-by-book study of the Bible showing how Christ is life to man. Whether you're hearing these life studies via radio, online, or as a podcast, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. There, you'll find more than 1,700 audio studies covering every book of the Bible. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Thanks again for listening.